I've been told it's a good idea to start a speech with a joke. Well, don't get your hopes up. I'm not here to tell jokes. I'm here to pick a fight. Skinner the redirection. Wow, saved by Rask on his belly. He tries to squeeze the knees. Evan Rodriguez denied the goal. You can see him squeezing his hand right there because I think he has the blocker turned the other way and somehow he's going to get it. Welcome back to the Boston Bee Party. I'm David Rodriguez. With me, as always, is my co-host, Tyler Scales. Tyler, how are we doing this morning? Doing good, Dave. Thank you very much. It was a pretty good week of games. Much happier mood in this room today than we were last week at this time. Uh, obviously, last week we talked about the four-game winning streak. This week we get to talk about points in six straight games and three uh, three wins out of the last four with an overtime shootout loss to Washington. Yeah, and of course, those goaltending were amazing these last four for these last four games. Yeah, there was a couple real good saves. One by Halak on Ovechkin, which we'll get to later, and we have uh, that phenomenal, phenomenal save last night by oh, Tuka yes. Rask. Absolutely. Just to recap from last week, we talked about uh, the four-game losing streak and Don Cherry uh, getting fired from Hockey Night in Canada. Don't worry, all you Don Cherry fans. I uh, read this week that he is going to start a podcast, and he's going to call it The Grapevine. Great play on his nickname of Grapes. That That's enough about last week. Moving on to this week, we touch base 3-0-1 for the week. The Bruins beat Toronto 4-2 to on Friday. Saturday, they had the shootout loss against Washington 3-2. to Tuesday night, they just beat the crap out of New Jersey. They really took, the Bruins really took over in the third period. And last night, a tough but ugly win against the Buffalo Sabres at 3-2. to Anything? Yeah, honestly, the New Jersey Devils game, I thought the Devils would come like a lot more better than how they play, but they just, they sucked. Yeah, they've been just atrocious this year. Um, they made the playoffs two years ago, and they've just been downhill since. So. Yeah, I think the, the major issue for the Devils has got to be their goaltending. They just took down Corey Snyder to the AHL because he's, I don't think he's won any games as, as of late. Yeah, Corey Schneider was uh, 0-4-1 with a 4.59 goals against average and an 8.52 save percentage. So yeah, not looking very good through six games for him. Let's get to let's get to to the Toronto game. Friday night, Boston was looking to end a four-game losing streak. Took the lead at 13:48 of the first period when Matt Grizzlick skated around the back of the net to find Charlie Coyle at the bottom of the right wing circle who wristed short side over the glove. Let's listen to that. Krejci gets mashed into the end boards. Bjork, a hard turn, the shot. Knocked out of the slot. Grizzly to Coyle, he scores! Tremendous pressure with speed. The Bruins moving to the puck, and Charlie Coyle finishes. And when they release players that are open in the slot, that's when you take advantage. Good support by Bjork to rotate after the pinch down the wall by Carlo. Again, the pinch down the wall, this time by Grizzly. And a minute, Coyle's man, in this case, Dermott, leaves him to put pressure on the puck. Who's got him? Yeah, so Freddie Anderson had no shot on that goal as Grizzly flew around the net, finds Coyle just sitting there. Uh, the defender who was supposed to be on Coyle went after the puck which, yes, you want your defenders to do, but you can't leave a guy wide open right in front of the net. Toronto would tie the game With a, power a, little, play goal, yep. a little bit about halfway through the second as Austin Matthews tips on the high points shot of Jake Muzzin. Yet again, video review on that one. It looked a little bit of a high stick to me, but video review goes against Boston. 
Brad Marchand, though, would score off his own rebound 17 seconds into, uh, sorry, 13 seconds into the third period to break the 1 1 tie. Less than four minutes later, Kasperi Kapanen would tie the game with, from a cross ice pass from John Tavares. Boston was unable to corral the puck behind the net. Minute 14 seconds later, Brad Marchand scores his second of the game to put Boston up top for good. Toronto would pull Freddie Anderson with about a minute 50 to go in the game. And at 18 minutes and 27 seconds of the third, Captain Zdeno Chara would get the puck stuck inside the empty net. He just slammed that puck home. Yeah, I think the bottle flew out of the uh, cup. Yeah, they uh, they took a couple minutes to peel that thing out. I, I, yeah, I, th- I think that puck was clearly retired after that. Yeah, you know, and the sweet satisfaction of seeing John Tavares slamming his stick on, on the cross post. Yeah, that was the only goal he got that game was the bottom of his stick in the in his own net yeah, that was good to watch uh that was a good game uh i rather enjoyed it seeing boston be able to you know pull themselves out of out of the gutter after that four game losing streak um yeah and to see martian score two goals and by the way his 700 game of the uh of his uh career yeah, i believe good call his 700 game he really took over in the third period he became the all uh, NHL all-time leader in goals within 15 minutes of any period um, at, I believe, seven seven times he's done that now. Um, he also, it was the Hall of Fame game up in Toronto on Friday night, and he won a little trophy, and I don't know if you saw him kind of mock the crowd after they handed him the trophy. He skates away and is showing it off as he gets to the bench and then skate, uh, walks down the tunnel. Yeah, man, he played really good this game. Uh, we touched base about Charlie Coyle's goal. He had a goal and assist that game. He's been looking a little bit better as of late, especially these yeah, last definitely. four games. He's really been shooting the puck, being moved up the line a little bit. I'm liking him. Last night he was on a line with Krejci and DeBrusque to start the game. Uh, I know Lindholm went out with an injury in that. We'll touch base when we get to that game. Yeah, and uh, Tukarask, he played very good this game. 24 saves. He was there for the Bruins. Yeah, came up came up big when you needed him. The Toronto game also featured Trent Frederick. Trent Frederick had six hits, five of them in the first period. He yeah. came out, he was good to go. But yeah, he has good physical play, in my opinion. This is what we need for the uh, Bruins forwards. Yeah, I think he played just under nine minutes. He did have a kind of shitty play where yeah. he's waiting for the puck at the blue line. And then um, Toronto player, you'll forgive me. Uh, Toronto pra- player gets a good shot on net after that, so he's just gotta he just gotta not just wait for the puck. He's gotta yeah. be proactive, not sit there and wait. In the NHL, obviously, you need to be very proactive with your game and not just sit back and relax. So yeah, but this is his first game of the NHL, so you can tell he was. A, was it his a first game in the NHL or just the first this year? I believe it was his first this year, or maybe okay. it was... Yeah, I feel like we saw him a couple of times last yeah, year. Yeah, I think this was his second. Anders Bjork had a good game. Assist, a shot, a hit, two blocks, two takeaways in 16 minutes and 29 seconds on the ice. He's been looking really good. He's played 14 games since being called back up. Euro Vakaninen was playing in this game. He had plus one with a shot, three hits, did have a giveaway, and just over 16 minutes of ice time. I want to touch base towards the end of the program about some of the younger guys like a Bjork and a Vakanainen that have been kind of trying to stay with the team right now. 
Um, I, that's about all I got on Toronto. Uh, yeah. We'll touch base about Mike Bad Mike Babcock. I can't get his name right ever, can I? Mike Babcock, Babcock getting fired uh, the other day. You know, bl- blame the the coach always takes the blame first. GM doesn't give him any yeah. defensive defenseman. He's only got offensive defensemen up there. But yeah, but as for this game, it was a pretty good one in my opinion. Yeah. Oh yeah. It, it's just the game you needed a four-two victory. To yeah, the Bruins pull, did come pull to play out of the slump. So yeah. Moving on to the Washington game, tough game. Played hard, up a couple of times in that game, unable to yeah. pull it off in the end. Yeah, especially with like traveling from Toronto to the TD Garden, it's gonna be tough. And you know, for someone who did it like a lot, he played absolutely amazing this game. In my opinion, he was the star of this game. Even though they lost, he, I don't think there's any shame in this loss for uh, a lock. No, absolutely not. Uh, you know, Washington, the best team in the league right now, and they were coming into the game with, I believe, 32 points. Um, Boston, come, both teams coming off back-to-backs. Uh, Washington had lost at home for only this, only their second regulation loss of the year to Montreal, I believe, the night before. Yeah, 5-2 loss to Montreal. Uh, Boston, who was playing without Patrice Bergeron in this game, stakes themselves to a one-goal lead. Uh, Charlie Coyle again, one times a Danton Heinen cross-ice pass, pass Brayden Holtley. Washington would even it up about three minutes later when Travis Boyd tips home the John Carlson point shot, off of, and it ends up bouncing off of Vakanainen's stick past Yaroslav Halak. David Pasternak would add to his league-leading goal total of 17 just three minutes and 30 seconds into the second period after stealing the puck in the circle, passing it to Krejci. Pasternak would loop behind the net, not giving up on the play, and pick up the Charlie McAvoy rebound, which came off the end boards, and he would bank it in off of Braden Holtby. Boston looked as if they would extend Washington's losing streak to two, which would have been nice, Washington being the uh, best team in the league right now. Yep. But at 19.01 of the third period, Zdeno Chara can't clear the puck from behind the net, passes it instead to TJ Oshie, who finds Backstrom, who takes the shot. Evgeny Kuznetsov, I hope I said that right, would pick up the rebound, feed Oshie for the game-tying goal. Yeah, and Not really a lot that happened in overtime. Three shots for Washington, two for Boston, and then, of course, losing it in the shootout. Um, has anybody other than Charlie Coyle scored a goal no, in the shootout? No, I, I believe he's the only one who scored in the shootout currently. Yeah. This is why they started him first, and he scored. Yeah, and and again, I'm really, I just, I just fucking hate the shootout, and I'm tired of it. I even got intern Jimmy of the Blown Lines podcast to agree with me on that one online. Must have hurt him. Uh, he loves to argue with me, but that's okay. That's yeah, the I was thing about I was really hopeful that they're, that they're actually going to win, considering Halak played so damn good this game. But Backstrom got it in there in the third round, and then, of course, the Bruins were unable to capitalize in the second goal. So Yeah, and it's too bad because you really wasted an unbelievable effort by Halak with 42 saves in that game, made 18 in the first period, 12 in the second. Yeah. Um, the defensive play in, for the Bruins was a little bit mediocre. I mean... The Capitals were, were pretty physical going into the third period, and uh, I don't think the Bruins could keep up with them. Yeah. Uh, Especially during the end with yeah, T.J. Yoshi's goal. They just they just were unable to finish the game, and it was too bad because, again, Halak had a wonderful, wonderful game. Listen to this save he makes on 
Ovechkin. So one round at a time now. Alex Ovechkin closing in on 700 goals. Halak denies him! A desperate dive, and he blocks the shot with the left arm along the ice. With a little bit of flair, too. The swim move and tossing the puck back out in front of him after getting it with the glove. Spectacular. You know, just full-on desperation. Grabs the puck off the line and flips it out with his glove. They went back and reviewed it, but you could clearly see the puck not go over the goal. Also, this game didn't have uh, Patrice Bergeron in it, too. No, nope, with, with Bergeron out, Paul Coffee, uh, Paul Coffee. oh my goodness. Paul Carey is called up from Providence, having a pretty decent year down in Providence, I believe, as their captain. But really, not too much. I didn't yeah, see or hear from him too much, too much I think he had a couple uh, turnovers in around the, the first period. But, yeah, as I said, I didn't see too much from him. Yeah. And that, that, um, that play by Chara giving the puck up, unable to flip it up and out of the zone, standing pretty much on the goal line, I think, uh, to the left of the net. Just couldn't get it out. Oh, she's standing right there. He finds Backstrom, who puts it on net. Kustesnov is waiting there, picks up the rebound, passes it right back, and they just beat Halak. You know, they're, yeah. you're 59 seconds, 58 seconds away from winning that game, extending your, your winning streak, and making one of the best teams in the league pay, playing without so many players, including but not limited to Patrice Bergeron. So really, really good game from them. Yeah. Uh, really can't can't be too upset about that loss um, yeah. as, as much as people in this town I'm sure would love to be. Anything else you want to say about the Washington game? I'm just kind of Yeah, as I said before, it's just mediocre de- defensive play. I mean, you're going up against one of the – as you said before, one of the best teams right now in the NHL, especially when you got players like Ovechkin and John Carlson, which just keep on finding ways to get the puck in the net. Yeah, and Backstrom and Oshie, they may not be putting up the numbers like crazy this year, but they're looking really good. And I thought this game would be a lot worse for Boston, but they did come to play. And, you know, as like I said, again, no shame in losing this game. We had an amazing game with Toronto, and then the next day you go up against Washington. Yeah, especially with traveling and stuff. So yeah, it's definitely a tough back-to-back scenario. Yeah. Division rival followed up by the league leader. Yeah, it is tough. So, so they played better than I expected. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you did you did call for them last week to outright lose, which is great. I love it when we're wrong on predictions. Yeah, um, I'm happy I lost the run on that part. Yeah, it's okay to do that. I'm David Rodriguez with Tyler Scales. This is the Boston Bee Party. We just re- have recapped the Toronto and Washington games from last weekend, Friday and Saturday night. It's time to move on to the New Jersey game where Boston just absolutely takes over in the third period to beat the crap out of a a just floundering team yeah. in New Jersey Devils. Yeah, and I'm also got to see the Brusk and Richie come back too, which is pretty good to see. Absolutely. So we have uh, a 5-1 victory in New Jersey. As you said, Jake DeBrusque and Brett Ritchie return. Matt Grizzlick has his first two-goal game of his career and leads the Bruins over the Devils. Uh, Grizzlick opens the scoring at 14.26 of the first period. Pasternak would score 14 seconds later for his 18th of the year. Uh, Blake Coleman of New Jersey would score to bring it within one. 
with just over a minute to go in the second period. Then in the third, Boston just, they really just turned it on. They brought their entire game for the third period. Really wasn't a close game after that. Yeah. You know, you got um, Pasternak and Grizzlick scoring in the third period. Connor Clifton adds an unassisted goal, which was actually kind of a pretty goal. But, yeah, and but, Brad Marchand had three assists that game too, which is extending his point streak like a lot. I think during the last five games, including the Buffalo one, he had a total of eight points. Wow, that's very good. Yeah. You know, you know he's, again, one of our best players. I mentioned last week, you can't have him being the one sticking up for people and fighting because yeah, and you need him on the ice. He leads our team in points with 37. More than Pasternak now. Pasternak does still kick ass. So Absolutely. Um, David Pasternak, that was his... 19th goal of the year was also his 150th goal of his career. Nice. Um, another milestone for number 88. He is the second fastest Boston player to reach 150 goals. He did it in 341 games behind Barry Peterson, who did it in 316 games. I mentioned earlier in the year that was really, that's really a nice name to be mentioned with. He's been mentioned a couple of, of times with him now. Grizzly, his first two-goal game of his career. You know, the second goal he had, he just made P.K. Subban look awful. And I like Subban. I don't like him when because he, he's on another team, but he's a, a very good defender with a great slap shot. He winds that thing up, brings that stick all the way up to 11 o'clock before he whips it back down. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's listen to that goal because that goal was pretty damn good. To Heinen, the shot saved by Blackwood. McAvoy backpedals to create a little space. Grizzly dances around Subban, scores! Oh, Matt Grizzly takes P.K. Subban to score and rifles one in. Both of Grizzly's goals go in off the iron tonight. The other one, first period, the first goal of the game, he walked in. He was probably a little closer to the dot. This one here. Not only is it a fabulous move at the offensive blue line to dance around P.K. Subban, but it allowed because he pulled the puck to his backhand outside the blue line. Time for Dan Heinen to get back on side and curl back on the attack for the two-on-one. Just dances around Subban at the blue line and walks into the circle, rips it off the post for his second of the game, second one to go off the post in the game. It also happened to be Pasternak's 25th career two-goal game as he got numbers 18 and 19. Very quietly, Brad Marchand with three assists in that game and David Krejci with two. I mentioned Blake Coleman's goal for the simple fact I saw a poll on Twitter. I believe it was Ty Anderson of 98.5, the sports hub here in Boston. Who would you rather uh, put up four names? I can remember three of them. One was Blake Coleman, one was Tyler Hall, and one was Wayne Simmons. Taylor Hall? Taylor Hall, excuse me. Yes. See, I knew you'd get me back for all the corrections. Um, Blake Coleman this year has played 20 games, has eight points, five goals, is a plus two. Doesn't really apparently do much on the power play. He's got no power play points. He has one game winning goal and 39 shots. I think he he could be a good fit up here in Boston. I don't know what I would give up for him. Maybe, mm-hmm. uh, maybe it. Trent Frederick. That's um, just maybe me. like two good players might be a good trade for Taylor Hall. Yeah, in my opinion. I, I wouldn't. I don't want Taylor Hall. I wanted him when Boston uh, had the chance to get him at the number two overall pick, and we ended up uh, Boston ended up with Tyler Sagan. Um, but I don't want Hall. He, yeah. He, he just I don't too inconsistent. 
He's in a contract year right now, and I let's pull up his stats because I don't think he's doing that well. Yeah, I agree. I also agree with you. I don't think Taylor Hall would be suitable for the Boston Bruins right now, in my opinion. And so, I don't want him. Yeah, it's just not needed. Especially right now. I mean, we're playing really well at the moment. I, I agree. And we, last week, hiccup of the side. Taylor Hall, 17 points in 20 games. He's a minus 7, 71 shots. He's got only two goals but 15 assists. I mean, we got guys who can throw out assists. We we don't need another assist guy. We need yeah. we need another finisher. And a guy like him should score more goals, in my opinion. I think he. I thought he had more than like two. I yeah. thought he had at least like five. But and again, that's just one of the reasons I I don't want him. I just feel like he's been inconsistent. Yes, he led them to the playoffs two years ago. Uh, I believe yeah, he. I believe he was MVP two years ago when he led them to the playoffs. Yeah, but that was two years ago, and he's not the same player he yeah. was before. Yeah, and it, he's just a big distraction down there right now, I feel. so. Moving on, let's uh, let's get over to last night's Buffalo game. That was a, I described it as a hard-fought yet ugly game last yeah. night. They did not look good in the beginning. Especially in the first period, they did not look good. Rask had 16 saves, and they had no shots during that second period at all, at least into like the 10th let first 10 minutes yeah I'm, I'm seeing a tough trend right now of boston giving up a shitload of shots in the first period and your goaltender is yeah. having to bail you out you know just one of those things right now it's the ebb and flow of the season i suppose tuga rask stops 36 shots to defeat buffalo three to two at the garden last night after giving up the first goal for just the sixth time in 22 games this year brad marchand scores two goals to lead boston in this win one on the power play. David Pastanak would net his 20th of the year, also on the power play. Um, the Rasmus Ristolainen goal to open the game at 525 was actually yeah. a pretty nice goal. Standing right in front of the net, where he's supposed to be, just gets the rebound and taps it home. Yeah, I believe that's his first goal this season, too, which is actually surprising to me. I thought he had like way more. <clears throat> I thought he had a little bit more than one one goal. Yeah, we touched base about him last week. I felt he was a little bit of a disappointment. Where yeah, he, he had a good amount of assists, I think. Like I want to say either seven to eleven range. Yeah, he's he's more of an offensive type defenseman, which is and probably one of the best ones I've seen. Center and he can get open easily. Oh yeah, and he's and so get that young. Puck in the net. Yeah. Um, and also another thing is Buffalo didn't have a good power play percentage going into this game, while the Bruins had a really good penalty kill. So. And they yeah. got a goal almost immediately, so... Yeah, Buffalo coming into the game was 21% for 12th in the league, and Boston's penalty kill was 84% for 11th in the league. So they were mm-hmm. kind of around the right area, but Boston's Boston's penalty kill has been a little up and down as of late. Yeah, and this, in this game, my opinion, was in the down area. Yeah, I mean, they one for four on the power... Buffalo was one for four on the power play. Yeah. Boston, two for two on the power play, so that obviously makes... You kind of forget about the one goal sometimes. Yeah. So after Boston goes down one early, they score the next three, and they look like it's going to just go through. And then late in the third, Brandon Montour would make it a one-goal game, about seven minutes to go in the game. Buffalo outshoots Boston 17-4 yeah. to four in the first period and 38-27 to 27 overall, including 14 third-period shots. Uh, Tuka Rask just was too much for them last night. Yeah, but we got we got to talk about that one save. Oh, that save was just uh, we can yeah we can go over that. Uh, no, we can go over that now. You know, down and out, 
very desperate. Another desperation save. Very similar to the Halak save in the way that he looks like he's flailing. And if you watch the, the save in slow motion, you just see him reach out and with his blocker hand, just grab that puck and that knock it out. That was an amazing save. Yeah, that, that absolutely labeled to go in. That, yeah, it was that, similar to a save puck. from uh, Marc-Andre Fleury against the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs, which I believe was Babcock's last game. So, hey, Sabres head coach, better watch out what happens to you next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Boston was actually outshot, I believe, 12 to nothing in the first nine minutes of the game. Uh, not very, Not a very good start. They were lucky to be up one uh, two nothing after two. They were lucky to be tied after one. Yeah, and as I said before, the goaltending in these last four games was phenomenal, and I think I think it's what saved the Bruins from like a another losing streak, in my opinion. Yeah, I took a. Uh, I don't know what what mindset they came in, but thank goodness that Tuca came in with the right mindset. Thirty six. Yeah, saves. I think. Just the a, Buffalo and Toronto game could have been a different score if it wasn't for our goalies. Yeah, absolutely. It was just a uh, a really, really good game by Tuka Rask. Yeah. Um, it also happened to be head athletic trainers Don Del Negro, his 2000th game in the NHL. Yeah, so I believe they said on the broadcast that he had been with the team since 93, 94. You know, just, it's just amazing. That's a great career. He's been to the Olympics. Uh, they mentioned something about him being a bobsled trainer, so yeah. good for him. Congratulations on 2,000 games, Don Del Negro. Grizzlick's on fire. Yeah, he is. Two more assists last night after a two-goal game the night before. It was You were fortunate. You had a couple of your bigger names, and even Grizzlick is becoming an up-and-coming up and yeah, star. Yeah, and during team. these uh, Devils and the Sabres games, had a total of four points. With those two goals in the Devils game, and I believe he had two assists in the Sabres game, mm-hmm. and a goal. No goal in the Sabres oh, okay. game. Yeah, he played very good, though. Only uh, only Marshawn and Pasta scored last night. Mm. So, yeah, as you said, he's been on fire lately. But you, you needed those players to step up because the, the game just it just was a shitty-looking game. They yeah, and right, look, now, right now you don't have Tory Krug on the, on the lineup, so you got to have your defense in the step up. And Matt Grislyk is just doing exactly what we need at the moment. Yeah, we're, we're going to take a break in a minute. When we come back, I want to go over, uh, we'll go around the NHL, but I also at some point want to touch base about some of the younger players like Anandas Bjork and um, Yarrow Vakaninen. You're listening to the Boston Bee Party. I'm David Rodriguez with Tyler Scales. We'll be back in just a moment. Bergeron's shot saved by Olmark. Bergeron didn't get a clean whack at it. Grizzlick, the shot saved Olmark. Marshawn has his second, and the Bruins have an unlikely 2-1 lead. Circle dot. By keeping that play alive, and then the Buffalo Sabres penalty killer, Jurgensen, takes a chance. You hate to see penalty killers leave their feet in their own zone, especially when they can't complete the play that they're trying to make. There's the retrieval. There's the short pass. Nice look by Marshawn to get it back to Grizzly. Marshawn, swivel move. Pasternak. 
Heinen to Marshawn to Bergeron, the save by Olmark, still loose, and Pasternak has another one. Severson plugs it down, Palmieri to Hall with Palmieri going middle, saved by Rask. A good read from Tuka Rask, seeing Kyle Palmieri who can pot the puck. So one round at a time now. Alex Ovechkin. Closing in on 700 goals. Halak denies him! A desperate dive! And he blocks the shot with the left arm along the ice. With a little bit of flair, too. The swim move and tossing the puck back out in front of him after getting it with the glove. Spectacular. Middle stack. Now off Skinner's stick. Rodriguez to Montour distributes to Middlestad. High slot. Skinner the redirection. What a save by Raz on his belly. He tries to squeeze the knees. Evan Rodriguez denied by the goal. You can see him squeezing his hand right there because I think he has the blocker turned the other way and somehow he's going to get it. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Welcome back to the Boston Beat Party. I'm Dave Rodriguez. With me, as always, is Tyler Scales. You just heard three incredible saves over the last week. We'll get to the goaltending, uh, Boston's goaltending, in just a moment. But first, I want to go around the NHL. Um, Mike Babcock out in Toronto after in, in his in his fifth season. Uh, they started Toronto started the season at nine, ten, and four, but they were o five and one in their last six games. Babcock was hired in 2015. I believe he signed an eight-year contract. They made the playoffs three times, losing in the first round each time, twice to Boston in seven games. He coached 351 games for Toronto, had a record of 173, 113, and 45. 20 playoff games. He was 8-12 and 12 in the playoffs, replaced by Sheldon Keefe of their AHL, I believe the Toronto Marlies team is their AHL affiliate mm-hmm. Mike Babcock your thoughts I, I've always thought he was a good coach I yeah. hated playing against him he's a bitch when it comes to the face-offs I feel like since he complained about Bergeron in the playoffs two years ago Bergeron has had a harder time winning face-offs any thoughts on the Mike Babcock firing yeah so this to me is really surprising that Michael Babcock of all people got fired I mean I'm just gonna say right now the Maple Leafs are not the only team that's been struggling with just wins and losses as of late. I mean, I've seen worse teams. Get yeah. There. Uh, the GM up in Toronto, Kyle Dumas, uh, he is not – Mike Babcock wasn't his choice. Mike Babcock, and I am paraphrasing, just going off of memory, I believe said something to the media on his way out of every GM should have their own coach. I don't yeah. know if it's a parting shot or just saying, okay, I understand it. Dumas never gave him any defense. There's Jake Muzzin they brought in. He's an offensive defenseman. Tyson Barry they brought in, offensive defenseman. I just you get Toronto in their own zone, playing below the goal line, and forget about it. You can yeah, I know. And while score like, at will. And while the Maple Leafs have a slow start, they've they've been like racking up on points. I mean, Austin Matthews has 28 points in the season. You you got William Nylander, Sean Tavares, of course. I mean, it's it's surprising to me that he got fired, like especially during this time. I mean, it's during, it's also the start of the season. I mean, 
he could have reversed this in some way. I mean, he could have figured out a way to do it, but yeah, and Kyle I, Doom is like, I just didn't give him a chance. There's all Toronto is a huge hockey city. I was listening to their their uh, midday show uh, up in Canada. Um, forgive me, I'm drawing a blank on the name of it right this second. But I was listening to them, and some people were surprised that it wasn't done before the season. Some people weren't surprised at all that it was done. Um, they just, I just don't think that he was ever given the proper, proper defense. I I don't think his philosophy and Dumas's philosophy ever really meshed. Oh, that was uh, Hockey Central up in Canada that I was listening to um, this morning. I l- like to listen to their their rebroadcast on the podcast page. It, it's too bad we're not going to see him cry after Game Seven in the first round again this year. Yeah, that's a shame. He was becoming my uh, Boston Bruins Peyton Manning, Watch, mm. watching them walk out of here after a big loss in the playoffs. So Toronto, with their first game as with a new coach, Sheldon Keefe, last night, beats Arizona 3-1. to one. I think they should have won that game no matter who was coaching. Uh, yeah. Arizona, yes, they're kind of trying to be an up-and-coming team, but yeah. they're not quite there yet. Yeah, Agreed, I believe disagree. they are. Uh... One of the games to beat the Calgary Flames three to nothing, which is really good. You know, and speaking of Calgary, I'm gonna be honest with you. When I saw their stats, I was really shocked because they have been getting their asses kicked lately with a, a six game losing streak. Um, Calgary lost to teams such as the Golden Knights, the Avalanche. They had a close game; they had some goals there, but a team like the Golden Knights, they lost six nothing to them. And then later uh, last night with the St. Louis Blues, lost five nothing with uh, Bennington having 40 saves which is pretty good for him. So the Flames have been trying to keep up with many of the teams. I mean, right now they just haven't been trying to find a way to get the puck in the net. And you got guys like Matthew Kachuk playing with uh, the, hard, uh, the big heart and the uh, physical play. And, and you know, I want to talk about the uh, Arizona Coyotes game. I know I'm starting to – Yeah, you, you, yeah. you kind of went a little off track there. I get what you were saying. Um, yeah, I, I just, it got in my mind with Matthew Kachuk yeah. because there was one game where he got in a huge fight with uh, – Darcy Quemper of the Arizona Coyotes. Yeah, it just it just got in my head. Yeah, no, that that's all right. I mean, we're we're not professionals. We're trying our we're trying our asses off here. I know that, but uh, yeah. yeah, Arizona is actually. I just pulled up their stats, and I got to start doing this more often. Yeah, let's go back to Arizona real quick. Thirteen wins, twenty eight points. Uh, much better than I thought they were going to be. They are second in the Pacific behind Edmonton at thirty one points. So, yeah, I mean, they're they're playing much better. I, again, I still think. Toronto is a much more talented team than yeah. Arizona, and they should have beat them no matter who the coach was. I personally think we spent too much time on Toronto. And, you know, Arizona, they have like guys like Phil Kessel on the team, so they, they've been playing decent recently, and they're behind Edmonton in the, uh, in the division's standing. So Yeah. Yeah, so I want to go back on the train tracks right now and go back to Calgary Flames. I was talking about Matthew Kachuk um, with this fight against Darcy Quemper. And, and the, the, the Flames, like, six-game losing streak. They just had some ugly games recently. Last night, as I said, the St. Louis Blues, 0-5. to five, The Blues won. So, yeah, what do you think about the uh, Flames just losing these many amount of games recently? Uh, the Flames have been kind of surprising to me all, all season. So what is it? The last team they beat was New Jersey Devils. And I'm sorry, but if you're losing to the New Jersey Devils, you've you got some issues going on for you right yeah, now. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, a lot of teams recently have been having goaltending issues. You know, Edmonton has had it, even though they're like the 
first in the almost like one of the top teams in the league currently and uh Calgary also has goaltending issues as of late because they have like players who who can get in in the net but right now they've yeah they had issues with scoring i mean only 10 wins in 25 games 23 points total they're minus 16 goal differential yeah Calgary is not the team i thought they were going to be they were they were what the number one or number two, the number two team last year behind uh, Tampa Bay, and just in front of Boston. I think they beat Boston by one, maybe two points last year, mm-hmm. as far as overall total. So yeah, this is very surprising. I'm starting to wonder if Milan Lucic is a uh, massive jinx. <laughs> he, yeah, <laughs> he, he's on Calgary this year, and last year he was on. Last couple of years he was on Edmonton, and they went absolutely nowhere. He's yeah. off of Edmonton this year. This shot out of a rocket. He's on Calgary. Listen, I was a huge Luch fan. I really was. Good old number seventeen in the black and gold. But I don't know. I don't know. I'm throwing. I'm throwing yeah, out there a little, talking a little shit. Might be some kind of curse for uh, Milan Lucic. Let's let's not get mistaken about this. Every player that we talk about on this is ten thousand times the hockey player I could ever have aspired to be. Never really played that much hockey growing up. But yeah. not not trying to talk shit. I'm just talking a little shit. Mm. Uh the Islanders last night, let's move on to them. They beat Pittsburgh and they set a franchise record sixteen game point streak. Islanders are one of those teams. They had a great goaltending last year. They're second in the Met this year with thirty three points, sixteen wins. They're another team that's Looking real good. Yeah, I agree. The, the Islanders are definitely a star team right now. They got a lot of good players on their team now. Maybe I think with Tavares gone, they've gotten better. They might have inspired them just or motivate them to just get better, even losing their captain. Yeah, they uh, they just I believe sent Andrew Ladd down. I I forget who was it. Andrew Ladd. Yeah. I read somebody. They sent him down. He just needed some time. He's doesn't have his game right now. Um. But yeah, they have Barzal, Bailey, Brasad. Yeah, Barzal's an amazing player. Cal Clutterbuck, I kind of like. He's not anything super flashy. Uh, Jordan Emberley, Emberley, I've always liked. Their goaltending is Thomas Grice and Simeon Varlamov, which they got Varlamov from Colorado in the offseason. I think he was free agent. So yeah, no, seeing the Islanders come up. Definitely better than seeing the Rangers come up. Yeah, no, seeing me. our boy Johnny Boychuk in the uh, he even winning s- side recently. Is he still on the team? Is he injured? He has played, oh, yeah, 19 games this year. So good for him. Johnny Boychuk is one hell of a hockey player, one of the toughest guys you're going to see in the NHL. Yeah, of course. Um, last night also saw the Florida Panthers pull off another four-goal deficit to win in 5-4 to four in overtime. Yeah, no. I've come to know them now as the comeback kings of the NHL because they do it pretty well. Yeah, they they scored their first goal with a minute seven left in the second period. So, Florida, you said a couple of weeks ago you didn't give a shit about them. I told them you should keep an eye on them. Guess what? And They're keep, there. Yeah, keep I'm, an eye on them. They are, <laughs> they are second in the Atlantic with 29 yeah. points. They're pretty close to the Bruins now. Oh, yeah, and they... Beat us one game, so there's one extra game in hand that they have. So yeah, every, better watch out for them. Watch out for Florida. Um, moving on to San Jose, who beat Vegas last night, two to one in overtime. San Jose has won seven out of their last eight games, and they're really starting to put it together out there. After a couple weeks ago, when we saw them, and they look like 
garbage. Yeah. They're playing 500 hockey right now, 11 and 11 with 23 points. Over than the Pacific, other than Edmonton and Arizona, everybody's pretty close. And Arizona's yeah. only two points ahead of Vancouver and Vegas for the third spot. So that's going to be a tight race throughout the year. Of course. Um, we're coming up to the Thanksgiving break, which a lot of people have referred to as being the benchmark on where your team's going to be. I kind of feel over the last few years it's more of the Christmas break where you're standing, where you're sitting in the standings for the Christmas break. You're going to be within a slot or two. So in my opinion, all these teams have about another month before we can make a, a solid decision on them. The Los Angeles Kings are another team that won last night for the fifth straight home win and four out of five overall. They're a team that has been in the gutter. They now have 19 points and seem to be kind of clicking a little bit. Yeah. Um, again, they won a couple cups earlier this decade. Uh, very good team when that was going on, but the salary cap, you can't keep all these teams together. Dallas has a winning streak of five games now after a 5-3 win over Winnipeg last night. Goals from five different players and three assists from Corey Perry. There's another team... They are third in the Central, 28 points, really tied with Colorado. Yeah, seeing Dallas get there is pretty big because they have like good players on their team now with uh, recent inquiries like uh, Corey Perry and Joe Pavelski, two star players from old teams, Anaheim Ducks and San Jose Sharks. They are definitely turning it around after uh, somewhat of a slow start. Jamie Benn is great over there. I think uh, who's that real fast kid that – beat us in the game. Hints? Yeah, Hints. I think he's out injured right this moment. Yeah, and of course, Tomas Hurdle, I believe, is also hurt. Uh, Hurdle for uh, San Jose is out hurt. He was. I think he came back after being injured last week. Yeah. Yeah, pretty good, uh, pretty good streak for the Dallas Stars recently. Yeah, absolutely. I think they'll be a tough team to face when we face them next time. Yeah, that was... Uh, where we see them? Pretty much open. It was open at night, right? We yeah. saw them down in Dallas, so... That seems like forever ago. So we're a quarter away through the season, a little over a quarter of the way. Mm-hmm. Boston's looking pretty good, sitting pretty. Yeah. I'm David Rodriguez, Tyler Scales. We just went around the NHL. We are talking Boston Bruins hockey and anything else NHL. Follow us on Twitter, at BostonBeeParty1. It's time to move on. I wanted to talk about some of the younger players on Boston. I want to start with Anders Bjork, who we have now seen for 14 games this year. Uh, he had each of his last two seasons cut short due to shoulder surgery. Uh, this year he has been up. They sent him down to Providence to start the season. I think he played about 10 games down there. Now he's 14 games with Boston, three goals, one assist, plus one. He's got a power play goal, uh, 26 shots, and no penalty minutes. What are you seeing out of Anders Bjork that you like, and what do you see that you don't like? Yeah, when we first started the season, I was really surprised to not see Andrew Bjork actually on the Boston Bruins. Me and my brother were talking about it, and he thinks he should have been on the team in the start. And now that he's been called up and he's been playing really well recently, I'm happy he's on the team. I think he'll be a good asset for the team in the upcoming game so far. He's definitely had close chances, especially last night. He almost, he almost had a goal last night against the uh, Sabres. So, yeah, he's out of all the young players, I think he's been the best one, obviously. Yeah, oh, I agree. I think he's going to be the the next player to say, no, you, my play is going to tell you, you can't send me back down. I want to be here. He's grown exponentially from everything I've read 
over the last couple of seasons. He looks much stronger on his stick. Yeah, uh, made has made several good defensive plays in the last few games. I I, I think he's here. Uh, does he solve an issue at the wing for you? Um, still remains to be seen. Uh, we've seen him play with Coyle and Heinen. We've seen him play with Krejci and DeBrusque. Um, he's played with Lindholm, Heinen. So he he's been all around. Obviously, with the amount of injuries that the Bruins have right now including one to Carson Coleman, who won the second second right wing job out of training camp to somewhat fill the need. I, I think he's I think he's here to stay. I think there's yeah, going to be a, a hard time knocking him off that perch right now. Yeah. One of the other young players that I liked, uh, although we only got to see him for four games, was Zach Sinitian, out, I believe, for about four weeks. Played four games, two assists, only one shot. I'd like to see him shoot the puck more. Yeah. Um, but as far as his first four games this season, uh, I think he's only played a total of six in the NHL, two last year where he had a goal. He looked promising to me. Yeah, of course. Me. He definitely knows how to pass the puck to, when someone, especially in times when we need the puck to get in the net, he knows when to. Yeah, last yeah. week he had that really good, I thought, a really good pass to Krejci against Detroit. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it's too bad he got injured. I'd like to see a little bit more of him. Yeah, of course. Peter Solarik, we touched base about last week. He has three games this year. No goals, one assist, no shots, two penalty minutes. I don't see anything out of Solarik. Yeah, same. I, again, not talking shit, but talking shit. I have never played an NHL game. He is by far a uh, much better hockey player than I could ever been. Yeah. My uh, my my new crush, so to speak, is Yahoo uh, Euro Vakaninen. Five games. No points. He's a plus two, two shots. Other than that, bad play at the blue line the other night. Um, yeah, he did. That was probably the worst play. He was unfortunately had a part of a double deflection that led to a goal in the... Oh, shoot. I forget what game it was. It was two games ago. I believe it was the... Was it not New Jersey? Was it Washington, I think? It yeah. was where that was. Um, He's looked pretty well. I, I, yeah. I don't know if he's going to stay up when we get some defensemen back. We have... We've talked about the giant log jam of defensemen we have right now yeah uh but he was he was uh talked about at the end of camp last year to make the team coming out i think he got injured uh he took an elbow to the head in like his first or second game so yeah good to see him back playing well uh very excited yeah, very think, excited yeah. to see so think, players like him yeah i think back at nine right now i think he's on thin ice with like defensive play as a whole because you know we have injuries right now and we needed to have some replacements He's played decent, but... So by thin ice, you don't really mean in trouble, just more the fact that he's low man on the totem pole? Yeah, I think he, right now he's not going to be able to play when defensemen come back. But right now, he, if he needs, he can definitely improve his game with the next couple of games. And let's just see what happens. I just, he needs to play really good these next couple of games. Yeah, again, another, another player I'd like to see take a shot or, you know, uh, yeah. even, if it, even if it's not a shot on goal, it's more of a... Wide shot. Yeah, for defensive players, I think this is where Vekka Ninen in the next Minnesota game where he needs to prove himself. Okay. Get, some, get a goal or an assist. Yeah, we got to impress Bruce Cassidy, of course. Old friend Teddy Donato coming back. Uh, not mm-hmm. Teddy Donato. Oh, my God. Ryan Donato. Sorry. I, I like Teddy Donato growing up. 
So last up, I want to touch base about Trent Frederick. We talked about we weren't sure how many NHL games he had played earlier in this uh, episode. He has 17 career NHL games. This year, he's two games played. He's a minus one with one shot. We talked about him having five hits in the first period the other night. Yeah, he had really good physical play uh, in that start of the first period against, I believe, uh, Was it Toronto? Toronto. Yeah, he had good physical play, in my opinion. He was, he's not hesitant to hit, to hit somebody. Yeah, I mean, he's uh, he's young. He's big body. Yeah, and as I said before, we <laughs> plenty need more, of growth. And as I said before, we need more players to hit, hit more physical, so put he, the body on it, as you said. I don't know how much more we're going to see him this year. I definitely would rather him stay down in the AHL and work on his game. Yeah, but we he... have like another injury, which might most commonly might happen. Uh, yeah, absolutely. He'd definitely come back. Absolutely. So next we want to talk about the goalie play. Let's hear those three goal, those three uh, gorgeous saves again. Middle stack. Now off Skinner's stick. Rodriguez to Montour distributes to Middlestad, high slot. Skinner the redirection. What a save by Raz on his belly. He tries to squeeze the knees. Evan Rodriguez denied. Severson plugs it down. Palmieri to Hall with Palmieri going middle. Saved by Rask. A good read from Tuka Rask seeing Kyle Palmieri. So one round at a time now. Alex Ovechkin. Closing in on 700 goals. Halak denies him. A desperate dive. And he blocks the shot with the left arm along the ice. Two great saves, one by Rask last night against Buffalo, uh, Evan Rodriguez, that just phenomenal sprawling out back back of his blocker save with his hand. The Palmieri save against New Jersey, in all alone, able to stay with it, keep the puck from going in. Mm. And then I think the best of those three saves is this Halak, the Halak save on Ovechkin in the shootout. Yeah. Uh, pure desperation, just pulls the goal right off the – uh, goal line out of those three saves your favorite it's got to be the rask one in my opinion but the amazing blocker save i mean that was just a an amazing save with the blocker hand just reaching out for that yeah it's just wow he was definitely down and out on that so I, I yeah i had to rewind that one a couple of times and watch it again yeah it would be my it would be my 1b on that one you know yeah and 1A i posted it on my one. uh posted it on my instagram story too yeah there you go at tskills21 so in the last four games he's played, Yaroslav Halak is 2-0-2, giving up 12 goals, 146 saves, and a 9-24 save percentage. Yeah, he's been playing very good recently. And this Washington game was by far his best one ever. Yeah, six out of eight points. Yes, the Washington game was a tough loss. He had given up a couple of, had a couple of four-goal games, but he had the wins in those four-goal games. Of course. I think maybe the team wasn't playing 100% in front of him. Definitely not in that Pittsburgh game. He was the goalie in the Pittsburgh game, right? Yeah. Where they just stormed back in the second period. So mm. he's been playing well, been playing well all season. It's good to see that we have, we as Boston Bruins fans have such good goaltending. Yeah. Tuka Rask in his last four games is 3-0-1. That's right, 3-0-1. I don't know any bad goaltenders that go 3-0-1 in any stretch. Um, he has nine goals against, 115 saves, and a 9.27 save percentage. Yeah, and only six goals against. So, can can somebody please tell me why people still talk shit? Jimmy the intern on Twitter this morning, 
you know, yeah, what are your show, thoughts shows, on what me, he said? shows what? me the soft goal from last night. I'm a little curious to see what your thoughts on about um, him saying, even though he, I, even though when I said he had a phenomenal performance with that amazing save, yeah. retweet, uh, he just replied to us saying uh, he let in a softie against uh, Montour. Yeah, I mean, 36 saves last night. That's nothing to that's nothing to joke about. Um, people are fucking miserable. What can I say? You know, sorry, Jimmy. I think you're fucking miserable when it comes to Boston hockey. You can't give the guy credit when it's due, and you want to shit all over him. Yes, that was a soft goal. Absolutely, that Mont- Montour goal was a soft goal. Uh, I listened to the call on the radio. They thought it was deflected. I went back and watched it four times in slow motion. When I got home, was not. It was not deflected. It was just he missed it. Missed it with yeah. the glove. You know, 927 save percentage in the last four games. That's pretty damn good. He's got a 205 goals against average for the season. Um, not even sure what his save percentage is. Let yeah. me pull that up right now. But can we please start giving this guy some credit? Yeah. Shout out to the Blow Blowlines podcast, by the way. I look forward to that twelfth episode. Yeah, they they recorded yesterday and dropped it yesterday. I have to listen to it. Uh, I'll probably listen Same. to it tomorrow if I don't get to it today. Yeah, shout out to them. They're amazing podcast. Yeah, they're check doing... them out on Apple or Spotify. I believe they went to a different uh, place now. They're on iTunes now. Nice. So good for them. Check it out at Blown Lines on Twitter, uh, and the Blown Lines podcast on Apple's and Apple iTunes and Spotify. Uh, Tuka Rask a nine thirty one save percentage this year. I come on, cut, yeah. Cut the crap. Don't make me defend him all year, please. Don't. I told you the worst thing about the Bruins not winning the cup was having to hear all the shitty Tuka Rask takes all over again this year. Yeah, I, I, I'm done. All right. It, he yeah. had, he had a shit week last week. Comes around this week, and you can't even give him any credit. Jimmy, you heard me, right? Pay attention to the games. <laughs> All right. David Rodriguez, Tyler Scales. This is the Boston Bee Party. Touching base about some of the younger players that have come through the lineup this year. Just touch base about uh, goaltending, and I can't stress enough how good of a goaltender I think Tuka Rask is. And that's okay if you don't just, you don't agree with me. But now we're going to move on to the upcoming games. We have Minnesota coming in on Saturday. They lost last night to Colorado. Oh, nope. They won last night against Colorado, excuse me, 3-2. to two. They've won three out of the last four, are 9-11-2 overall. Again, uh, Ryan Donato is on that team coming to town. I think this should be a win. Yeah, I said 4-2 to two for Boston, and they Kalak will play this game again because I think this will be a good proving point for him uh, to face other teams. Capitals was a really good game, but... The Wild is another game that he still needs to sort of prove he's a, an amazing goalie on this team. I mean, he's definitely someone we'll definitely need for uh, the years to come. Yeah. So, yeah, I think this game he'll definitely play very good again. 4-2 to Boston, I think he'll let in one goal. should be like a really like one he'll have no chance on. But anyway, it goes. It'll be a good game for Halak. Yeah, I, I agree. I believe it's going to be Halak's turn in the rotation on uh, Saturday night. Minnesota has a, a nice team on paper. Eric Stahl, Ryan Sutter, Zach yeah, Eric Stahl, that guy right there is an amazing player. I believe he was the captain for the Carolina Hurricanes, or was that somebody else? Uh, that might have been his brother. I forget. Uh, we'll have to might go have back. Jordan Stahl. Yeah, we're, we're going to have to go back and check that one out. Matt, <laughs> yeah, I love Matt Eric Zuc- Stahl, man. Matt Zuccarello, he was a player on the Rangers that I, I actually didn't mind watching, although, yeah, again, he's, he's a good player. He was on the Rangers, so... Uh, Ryan Donato is not playing very well. 20 games, three three points, only one goal. Goaltending out in 
Minnesota has been a little bit of an issue. Yeah, I think it's been lackluster with uh, Devin Dubnik. Yeah, uh, that guy hasn't been, been playing good at all. 13 starts, 4-8, and eight, two overtime losses, 336 goals against average, and an 893 save percentage. Yeah, it looks like they're going more with Alex Stalock. Stalock? Yeah, he's been playing decent with a 6-3, 5-3, excuse me, uh, win-loss record, so... He's played decent. I think he'll they'll play against him for the Bruins game. So yeah, much better goals against average, two fifty six, and save percentage of nine thirteen. Yeah, one, so one in my opinion, I believe. Air. Yeah, I think Boston will win this game with some other players like Boston not getting another goal in there. Maybe Marchand, probably Bergeron. Who knows? Well, now you just tried to predict everything. I have to call call you. Uh, hey, I did really good on these game predictions for uh, these last four games. Oh, you've you've done you've done real well all year. I'm just giving you a little shit because that's what I do, brother. Um, yeah. A little scale Stradamus over here. <laughs> uh, Tuesday night, we go back up to Montreal. Tuca will probably play that game. I Absolutely. Know, I know we talked about Tuca having an issues up in Montreal throughout his career. He was actually pretty good against Montreal uh, up until the last game. I think he had won like five out of the previous six. Yeah, I think for this game, I think Montreal won again. Yeah. And they're going to shoot out this time, 2-1. You, you think Montreal's going to win again? You do yeah, know, I think this will be a really good game. You do know they lost to Ottawa last night. Yeah, but you yeah, know what? We lost, lost to freaking Detroit. Well, they were in a huge losing streak, so good point. <laughs> it happens. Um, Montreal has lost three out of the last four, 11-6-5 overall. Uh, old friend Claude Julien knows this team probably better than yeah, mo- and of most course, coaches. We're going up against uh, Corey Price again, so. Carey Price? Oh, my God. You know, you you get one, you take one back. You know, it happens. What are you going to do? Yeah. I've misspoke several times in this podcast. Uh, I don't even know if we caught it. Yeah, but I feel like a fool saying Corey Price. But, yeah, Carey Price, an old friend of ours, we're going to be playing against again. Now, I'm hyped for this game, man. I think it'll be a good one. Yeah, so we're going to spend a couple days in Canada because the Wednesday night game is against Ottawa, who we just mentioned beat Montreal 2-1 to one last night. Uh, they have won three out of their last four and four out of their last five. Yeah, I don't quite know what about this one to be honest. I think Boston will beat them three to one. <laughs> I yeah, know. <laughs> I don't. I don't really see Ottawa as having turned it around right now. Yeah, um, you know, even though we have it's a back to back game, you look at the Washington game we had and we played very good. Well, especially Halak, he played phenomenal that game, of course. Yes. I think we'll do it again with um, uh, an Ottawa game. Craig Anderson up in Ottawa is four and seven, not doing very well. Three eleven goals against and a nine oh one save percentage. You got uh Anders Nilsson, six wins, four losses, one overtime loss, two seventy nine goals against and a nine twenty four save percentage. So yeah, I think we'll play against Craig Anderson. I mean I think he'll actually play pretty good. Yeah. You know, it, some games he probably played well, but it almost those seven losses he probably played good or bad. Who knows? Each goalie has Started 11 games, so but it almost looks as if Nilsson is kind of winning the job. He's definitely been playing better right now. Yeah, of course. We might play him or Anderson, who knows. Both goalies are kind of on the uh, edge recently with losses. So They got uh, Thomas Shabbat, young defender, I believe. Yeah, so they got to do better if they want to beat us, Bruins. Um, 6'2", 190 pounds. Been playing pretty well this year. Yeah. 12 points in 22 games. He is a minus 11. Uh, I think for a defender, you'd like to get that number way down. You got Brady Kachuk up in Ottawa, another young talent, uh, obviously uh, the son of Keith Kachuk. 
and the brother of Matthew Kachuk. 22 games, 13 points, 8 goals, minus 1. He's having a pretty good season. He's only 20 years old, so they uh, they will prove to be a tough team. I don't know if it's going to be this year. I think they're uh, rebuilding on the fly. It's been a mess up in Ottawa for years. I yeah. still can't believe, what was it, three years ago, Boston lost to them in the first round, but we went through about, it seemed like, 20 defensemen that series. And then next Friday, they will be the Bruins will be playing the usual Black Friday game or in the afternoon uh, against the New York Rangers. We will be doing a podcast next week, so we will just touch base about them next week. Tyler, I think it's uh, time to wrap it up. You got any last thoughts on your way out? Um, your predictions for the week was what? I'm sorry. So Boston versus Minnesota, I said Boston will beat them 4-2 with Halak playing this game. And then Boston at Montreal. I believe Montreal will beat them in a shootout. Considering we know the Boston Bruins do not play well in the shootout. Charlie Coyle is the only decent player on the shootout recently. But I hope guys such as Pasternak and Bergeron will step it up on the shootout, of course. Yeah, Pasternak got... has not been in the last couple of shootouts. and But he hasn't looked very good in the shootout this yeah. year either. So uh, I'm okay yeah. with that. Give him the rest. Let him look at some... Some video on that. And yeah. who do you have uh, winning the Ottawa game? I said 3-1 to one Boston. Because uh-huh. I, I know back-to-back games. So Tyler yeah. has them at 2-0-1. Oh, uh, I'm going to go with 2-1-0. I think uh, I'm going to go with the loss in Montreal as much as that pains me to say. Yeah, I want Boston to win this game so bad. Uh, <laughs> I, I think it'll be more of a, a flat-out loss than an overtime or shootout loss. But... Mm. Again, hopefully I'm wrong. I would prefer they well, went 3 Well, we haven't and really had any flat-out losses recently. What was the last one we had against Detroit? Yeah, or, I think so. Yeah, and Florida, we Florida should we, have been a flat-out loss. Florida, we just pissed that game away. So, yeah. you know, it's just not too much you can really do about that once you yeah. give up four goals and then you, you can't win in the shootout. So. Mm. But, yeah, I do believe you're right. Detroit, I believe, was the last regulation loss. So, yeah, every game has been close recently, so I think this one will also be a close game with Montreal. Yeah, actually, and Ottawa will, of course, be a close one, too. Montreal was the second-to-last regulation loss. Uh, they lost 5-4 to four up in Montreal. Yeah, they're, always, they're all back, close so. games. It's not a, We haven't had a complete blowout recently. No, absolutely not. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Boston Bee Party. David Rodriguez with me as always, Tyler Scales. Don't forget to check us out on Twitter at Boston Bee Party 1. We will talk to you next week. Thank you very much. Krejci gets mashed into the end boards. York, a hard turn, the shot. Knocked out of the slot. Grizzly to Coyle, he scores! Tremendous pressure with speed. The Bruins moving to the puck. And Charlie Coyle finishes to Heinen. The shot saved by Blackwood. McAvoy backpedals to create a little space. Grizzly dances around. Subban scores! Oh, not Grizzly! Takes PK Subban to score and rifles one in. Sean holds Heinen on the doorstep. Bergeron's shot saved by Olmark. Bergeron didn't get a clean whack at it. Grizzly, the shot saved Olmark. Marshawn has his second, and the Bruins have an unlikely 2-1 lead. Marshawn, swivel move. Pasternak. 
Line into Marshawn to Bergeron. The save by Omar. Still loose. And Pasternak has another one. Number 47 for Boston. Both guys, five minutes each for fighting.